Hey fellow writers, Cherry here. If you're interested in snagging yourself a copy of Scrivener, the ultimate novel writing software for Windows and Mac OS, we can hook you up with a 20% discount. Details at the end of the show. and writers out there, welcome to the Writer's Tavern. Sit back, sip that grog or whatever it is you're imbibing, and join me, Cherry, in welcoming my fellow writer, podcast partner, and longtime friend, Melanie. Hello, kittens. Kit, uh, it's not pumpkins anymore? <laughs> well, I decided to change things up a little bit because it's October. Everyone's going to be saying hello, pumpkins. So I thought I'd go with hello, kittens. Hello. Hello, little black cats. Yes. Well, hey, in this household, we have many, many cats, and one of them is indeed black, so it's appropriate. Oh, well, my girlfriend's got a black kitty. I miss him. Um, anyway, I want to ask, how is your book coming along? I know you're working like crazy on that thing. It is coming along very well. I am closing in on the last 20,000 words, and I should oh, get I... that should get you're... that done this <laughs> Sorry, I was just say you're a writing machine. My God. Well, it's what you have to do, especially if you write romance. You want to make money off of it, and also it's it's actually easier for me now because between the dictating and I, I've trained myself to be able to write fast, so it's not as difficult for me as it might be for somebody else. But yeah, I'm up to the last twenty thousand words. I should finish that off this week, and then I have to edit it first pass get it into readable shape, get that off to my editor and my betas. And while it's off there, I'm going to switch tracks and start working on cross current, which is Olympic Co. 4. But I'm happy because this weekend I've taken some time to write my writer, my reader magnet for King of Blades. I should have uh -huh. mentioned King of Blades is the book I'm working on at the moment. God, professional. Yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if previous, if readers, Listeners. Listeners. Yeah. Okay. I Those people. I don't have any caffeine with me at the moment, and you can kind of tell. Um, if listeners remember, in a previous podcast, I discussed a reader magnet, which is a short story that you can release to your newsletter subscribers or on Amazon that will get people interested in your next book. And I'm currently working on the reader magnet for King of Blades, and it's entitled... <laughs> A small favor, which is kind of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge uh, reference to a simple favor, the movie. Oh, okay. So, so I'm hoping to have that done by tonight and out to the newsletter subscribers by tomorrow, and it should be up on Amazon by Tuesday. So, hopefully, that's gonna, you know, start a little bit of stir, get some interest going in King of Blades because the pre-sales are nice, but I would, I would always like to see that number go up. How many words is uh, one of your, your little uh, teaser stories? 
Well, um, it can really be anything from a short story to a novella. It depends on you. I usually keep them somewhere underneath 10,000 words because it's supposed to be just kind of an amuse bouche you know it's a, like uh-huh. a little a little lead into the story and i don't need to spend very much time on it i should be able to knock one out in two days and just oh, kind of wow. get it polished so i am so out of that that uh, uh, production um <laughs> uh, energy <laughs> that you seem to have yeah but but jerry this is what i'm doing as my day job you have another day job so i it's it's not surprising once if this is your only for, source of income and at the moment it is for me yeah you're going to be pu- putting a lot of time and effort into getting everything done if you have something else that's paying your bills well you may not have as much time and energy so it's it's completely cool it's it's whatever works for you well, you know, it's it's funny because I, I started my new one, um, and and I'm letting the the other one I just finished. I, I the way I work is I let the other one cool for a while before right. I go back into it, and then I write something else, and then I'll you know, and then I swap them and do the thing. So it took me a week just to write the first chapter, and I actually just started it yesterday because it took me that long to figure something out. Because I, I didn't, I couldn't bring myself to start. Because this book is is written in episodes, right? And I think I've said that before. So it's it's kind of like a series of novellas, but with this thread through all of them. And this, and so they're all separate stories with kind of similar character, kind of the same character. It's the same genome, I'll put it. All right. Um, but I. I, I knew everything about this story except who the bad guy was and why he was the bad guy. And it took me forever to figure that out. And I'm like racking my brain going, okay, what, why is he, why would he do this or she do this or why? And then I finally just went jealous ex-husband go for it. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Well, I know it's kind of like, write what you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and I've had to deal with plenty of uh, girlfriends, jealous exes. So, yeah. All right. Um, it's familiar territory. But, um, so I started the book, right? And um, it, it's actually, I, it's continuing when I started a while ago and I'm back on Scrivener. Because the last one I wrote on, on uh, pages with Apple notes, right. Kind of doing the Scrivener thing on it. And, uh, now I'm using Scrivener again and I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. Now I remember why I went to pages (laughs) and it's nothing to do with Scrivener being bad or lacking it, except for one thing that, that is probably not going to bug anybody, but me, the, um, the iOS version of Scrivener is a dumbed down version. And I like doing a lot of my writing on my iPad. And so if you want the full database and the pictures and, you know, you're keeping all your notes and everything, they're kind of there, but it's, it's not, it's harder to get to it and it's clumsy and everything, but with pages, it's great, but then you're missing all these wonderful Scrivener features. So it's like, lose lose <laughs> no i i understand yeah you've got to kind of decide well you know what what's the lesser of the evils here 
Yeah, or which one? I mean, whatever one's going to fit your. Because I mean, the 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 pairing of well, Scrivener's awesome. You know, uh, the pairing of um, of Pages and Apple Notes works, or Pages and Microsoft OneNote works, or OneNote and Word works. You know, because it's it's you know you could split a screen and you got a database on one side and your 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 manuscript on the other, and so one keeps track of all your your MacGuffins and your characters and your scenery and what happened in chapter two or whatever, and the other places where you concentrate. But I mean, I I would still say if someone's not doing this jumping back and forth, I re- I still recommend Scrivener. Well, I do too. I mean, that is my only writing tool now these days. And I'm, you know, still madly in love with it, still extremely happy with it, especially now that I have the ability to jump back and forth between different related books. And it's so much easier to find stuff. Oh, I know. You know, I I just, I put in a keyword and boom, I can find all the different pages where it appears. Cause, cause the thing is I'm building wikis for my various series. Cause it's the Mm -hmm. only way I can keep track of all the details. Yeah. And and you can do that right there in Scrivener. Exactly. I I mean, I don't have George R.R. Martin's minions, you know, (laughs) and I'm, I'm dealing now with the fourth book in a epic fantasy romance series. So I've got, I've got mages, I've got commoners, I've got nobles, I've got royals, I've got far-flung places. And trying to keep that all in one place, it's like, oh, no. I Well, trying to keep that all straight is difficult yeah. without keeping it all in one place. So that's what I do with Scrivener. Yeah. And it's it's been very helpful. In, in my latest one, I've got six different planets. So six oh, different sets of world building with six different sets of alien creatures with <laughs> and six different variations of the same character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, Scrivener's a must. I'm sticking with it on this one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, whatever. But uh, for those of you out there listening who are interested in Scrivener, but haven't made the jump yet, you know, they do have a 30 day free trial and that's not just 30 days on a calendar. That's 30 days of actual use. As in, I, and I I could be wrong, but I think it's like even by the hour, it's 30 days in hours you get to use it. And that doesn't mean you start on January 1st and, and it's up on January 30th. That means if you're just using it a, a couple hours a day, you're using it, it's free for a year, you know? So I, I recommend trying it. But if you decide you like it, make sure you guys come back and listen to future episodes of the Writer's Tavern because we just may have a deal for you. It's, a, <laughs> it's in the works. It's in the works. We're givers. We we give and give, and we can when we can't give anymore. We find an underground parking garage and we give from there. <laughs> it's how we roll in the Shire, people. Okay, we're always thinking of you. Yeah, and then the next one I'm going to try to line up is uh, I'm going to see if we could uh, no promises, but I'm going to see if we could make some sort of deal with Death Wish Coffee, so we could supply all you writers out there with something to keep you going through November. <laughs> because <laughs> Nino Ramo is coming up, and you're yeah. going to need something. You know, let's be perfectly honest: cocaine is illegal, so <laughs> you're going to need something to keep you awake and going. Yeah, and not that good for you either. No, it's not. Uh, Although I guess you could use Ritalin, 
but <laughs> or, make sure or like, you... <laughs> or like a certain politician, I guess you could snort Adderall, but you know, okay. <laughs> Still a little uh, problematic there. Yeah, not yeah. naming names. Not naming names. Well, we shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> this is an apolitical podcast. I know. I know. So I have a question for you because I really need to know the answer. Okay. Hit so, me. so, um, you and well, actually, and uh, you are one of many um, experts in book marketing who have told me, Jerry, you really need to do a newsletter, right? Mm-hmm. And so, okay, I started one. And uh, I've got a whole seven people subscribed to it now, and two of them are me. <laughs> so, so, but so here's my question because I, the reason I never did it before, and I'm still kind of looking at it going, what, why, why am I doing this? Because, um, I mean, what is the difference between that and having a blog where people are subscribed to the blog and the subscribers to the blog actually get your latest blog post in their email? What, what, why is one better than the other one? The, one of the things about a newsletter is that you can offer stuff to subscribers that you cannot offer publicly. So you can offer things like reader magnets. You can offer sneak peeks at your upcoming novel, or if you do them, you can do a cover reveal. And you can basically give people special offers of swag, offers of, you know, subscribe to my newsletter and I will teach you how to get 30% off buying Scrivener, things like that. Um, it's a way of, and also it's a way of communicating a little bit more directly with your readers because a blog is kind of global. It's kind of general. But a, a newsletter can actually be tailored to very specific segments of your readers. So you can send out newsletters to, or in my case, only the readers who are interested in MM romance, or only the readers who are interested in Two Thrones, or only the readers who are interested in Degree of Resistance. So it's a nice way of granul granularizing, I think that's a word, um, the way that you contact and communicate with your readers. I don't think I'm anywhere near that yet. <laughs> well, that's fine because you will get there at some point. And when you do, I will talk you through it. Okay. Well, I mean, here's, so here's the difference. I got seven people and two of them were me signed up for my newsletter so far, but I have over 550 subscribers to my um, podcast, my, uh, my blog, Mojo Writer, and, and they get everything I send out. That's the problem. You have to have, you have to save a couple of specials for your newsletter because that's what prompts people to subscribe. Now, uh, for, for, as for your number of subscribers is a link to your newsletter is a sign up link on your website. Yeah. It's on the front page. Okay. The good that that's good. Have you been talking to people about your newsletter, about why they should subscribe to it? Uh, mainly no, because I didn't know why they should subscribe <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, why in the hell is anybody going to want to get a newsletter from me? I, I can't get out of that mindset of like, I'm not worthy, you know? Oh, okay, Jerry, I gotta, I'm going to break that for you. And I'm going to break that for everyone who has a problem with that. Cause I had it too. 
for a long time, I was thinking, well, who who wants to hear from me? I'm just some mid-list romance writer. Who cares? You know what? You never know when your book is going to make a difference in someone's life. Okay, you are writing for those people. Those people want to hear from you. They want to follow you. They want to follow your blog. Obviously, they want to follow yours. You've got 500 followers. They will want to follow your newsletter. I mean, you may not be the next Stephen King. I may not be the next Barbara Cartland. That's fine. But there are still people out there. There are still readers that we can connect with. Readers who want what we produce. And those are the people that we're connecting with when we write a, a blog post or when we write a newsletter release. So you really shouldn't worry about, oh, well, you know, who cares? Trust me, people care. People buy your books. And being able to communicate with them directly through a newsletter can sometimes be easier than even reading a, a blog post because it feels a little bit more personal. I mean, I, I'll tell you this. I, I don't think I've, I've ever, in fact, I know I've never told this story on this podcast. Um, a number of years ago, my husband went back to England because his mother was very ill. And he said, why don't I bring one of your books back for her? Because she's never read any of your stuff. I said, okay. So I sent back, um, oh, to my muse, which was kind of, I, I wanted something a little bit, not quite so explicit and, and more funny. So something that would entertain her. And so he, he brought it. And he brought it to her in the hospital and she was reading it. And apparently one day she had been taken off to get an x-ray and her, her book was sitting on the bed. And the lady who was in the bed next to her said, oh, is that a Nicola M. Cameron book? I love her stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Lyndon introduced himself as Mr. Cameron. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now this lady was in the hospital because she'd had an accident and had become, I believe, a paraplegic or oh. I think it might have been a quadriplegic. And so she was going through rehab and apparently she really liked my books because they kind of, they cheered her up and they gave her something to, something that was kind of entertaining and, and got her mind off things. And when I found out about that, it's, I made sure that I send her my books now. Okay. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. That's one case. And I never expected to hear something like that, that I, that I have a reader in England who, who, who recognized my book from being on my mother-in-law's hospital bed and said, Oh yeah, awesome. I read her stuff. So, so that's what tells me and should tell everyone else. There are readers out there who read your stuff, who want to hear from you. You do your blog, you do your newsletter for them. Do you have any tricks to make sure that you don't end up in a spam? Because I, I noticed that the, the first one I sent out, it went into the spam folder of both of my test emails. Uh, number one, don't ever put exclamation points in the title of your email or the title of your newsletter, yeah. uh, because that automatic, that's the spam filter. Uh, usually that will go straight to spam. Avoid things like free books. Cause it, a lot of times you, people will have spam filters for that. Just do, do kind of a, a direct like title of what the newsletter is about. So, Hey, upcoming news on my new book, King of Blades or, uh -huh. um, Hey, I've got 
you know, a, a, an offer for you. Check inside. Something, you've got mail. <laughs> yeah, you've got mail. Um, actually, that second one is not very good because it's very generic. Try to come up with something. Well, that would make you want to open the email. Something that says, "Oh, that that looks kind of cool. I want to see what's in there." Well, and what? And when you comp- when you come to compose a newsletter, make it chatty. Don't make it very kind of boring and corporate. You want people to think that they're kind of sitting, they're sitting with you in a tavern over a beer talking about life. So you can, you tell them about the new book and you give them a link to the reader magnet because that, you know, people love free stuff. Here's your free story. What I also do is I include a recipe of whatever I've been cooking recently. So it's like it's baking with Nick or cooking with Nick. And I will include a picture of what I've made and like little tips and hints about some of the pitfalls that you can run into when you bake stuff. And that seems to connect very nicely with people, too, because there are especially in 2020, there are so many bakers out there. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's a way of saying, oh, yeah, hey, she bakes, too. I like this woman. I want to read more of her stuff. So it's a way of sharing yourself. In fact, I think that's what it comes down to. A newsletter is a way of sharing a little bit of yourself with your readers and making them feel like, yeah, they've got a friend out there who wants to entertain them, who wants to make sure that they've got stuff to read, who wants to say, you know, if you're baking this cake, you got to do this. Um, And I think it's really a nice way of not only increasing the possibility of your sales, but helping other people, just kind of reminding them they're not alone. They've got friends out there and there's a reason to communicate. So. Well, the one I did send out, which was basically hello friends who signed up Mm -hmm. because I, I know just about everybody who signed up were just friends and and so it was chatty and it was it was kind of like a more like a personal one but at the very end i did like feature all all the various podcasts i'm on um but okay well well, one thing you do that at the beginning you hit the business at the beginning do the promo of whatever you're, you're selling at the front and then start getting a little chatty oh okay all right well I I suspect the reason that it went to spam was that it was coming from MailChimp and it just automatically went, <laughs> this is spam and just threw it in there because it happened on both Gmail and uh, um, um, my Outlook account. Just boom, right to spam. And so I'm like, do you use MailChimp or do you send it out directly from Gmail or something? Cause oh God, I, no, I, was... no I, I don't know. I, you don't use Gmail for anything like that. Yeah. I use MailChimp and I usually don't have a problem with openings, but there have been issues with MailChimp basically wanting to raise their prices for things. So a lot of people that I know have moved over to something called MailerLite and that's Mailer, M-A-I-L-E-R-L-I-T-E. As and they seem to be the beer. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to the beer. And they seem to be very happy with that company uh for sending out their newsletters. Because oh. the the plus about using a dedicated um app or or company for creating your newsletters is that 
they give you a lot of backend functions that Gmail is not going to do. You can yeah. do A-B testing. You can keep templates up there that you can use for your, your newsletters. You can split your audience into different groups. Um, so it, it's a lot easier just to organize the sending of the newsletter. Yeah. I, I'm just wondering if there's a, I'm, I'm going to actually go because I mean, if I'm going to switch now's the time to do it before I have too many people on the list. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you want to switch over to Mailer Lite, I've actually been considering that myself because I'm starting to get towards the top limit where uh MailChimp is going to expect me to start paying. Paying. Yeah. And I, I don't have a problem with the idea of paying, but I don't make enough yet from my books I know. to have that worthwhile. So I need to stay with a, a cheap or free solution for as long as possible. Sorry, there, MailChimp. It's just the way I am. Yeah. Unless they'd like to sponsor us and give us a couple free accounts. In which case, <laughs> you're the bee's knees. <laughs> um, an, another, well... The, the irony is uh, I, I do this stuff for work, but we don't do newsletters. Mm -hmm. We've always talked about it, but I mean, we basically, we just send out specials and stuff and it all comes from something called Pardot, which is part of Salesforce. Okay. And it's a whole different animal with a whole different thing. And, and just using plain old mail, MailChimp is like going back five years for me to when we used something very similar to that and uh very simple and everything and i'm like i'm i'm totally on board with it but i'm kind of wondering is i want to go looking to see and, and other writers out there if you've got recommendations for us please let us know send us uh, an email at uh, jerry at writers tavern dot show or and yeah, because we want to know, are there dedicated newsletter services that don't end up in junk mail? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Then Things that are not geared toward a business, but geared toward a newsletter, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it also a lot of it does come down to your selection of your subject line. And I, I mean, the the newsletter comes from your email at whatever email address you add in there yeah well it does but it doesn't because it comes from yeah. their email address on behalf of 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 jerry at whatever so there's i mean and and but it's at least it's not like spoofing it's it's oh this is a this is a whole different subject <laughs> this another podcast that's yeah this this we is got, getting do very some more research on that yeah because i i, I do want to do the newsletter and uh i just but you have to you you really need a newsletter and I, I know that's it's kind of one of the pain in the ass oh god do i really need to add one more thing to do part well, of being an indie of, author but it's fun though because that's where i just like free forum i'm gonna be silly I'm just yeah. going to write some silly stuff. Um, and uh, here's a little bit of promo, but basically I'm just reaching out and let's be friends type thing. Right. But I'm, you know, the reason I, I held back and didn't do it for so long. And I'm like, everybody, it's, it's, everybody's already saturated with like email and, 
and Facebook and Twitter and, and Pinterest and, and Tumblr. And I'm like, a newsletter now, isn't that like 2001, you know, but I guess so. But Uh, it's the content that counts. I get a newsletter from Kristen Catherine Rush. I signed up for her newsletter. I read that thing religiously. Oh, she's a great editor. She is a great editor and she gives so much amazing advice on being an indie author. So that one, every time I see it come through, I drop what I'm doing and I read it because I learn from it. So part of the thing about you having a newsletter is make sure it has stuff that your readers are going to, or your subscribers are going to find useful. Yeah. You know, the the problem is mine is going to be a bunch of tech support stuff. (laughs) Which, you know, oddly enough, so, you know, I've got a YouTube channel, right? And and I used to do tech reviews and it was, I, I never monetized them. I guess I should have because one of them's got like 1.4 million views. But the funny thing is, is for a while I decided, hey, I'm going to do these very simple little tech tips and just pop them out there as a public service. And one of them is constantly getting not only views, but all this love coming back to me for doing it. And it's, and it's just because uh, I, I did a little tip out there because I, I found it harder in hell to figure out how to make a, a JPEG or a PNG into a CMYK um, um, uh, uh, graphic file in, in um, um, Photoshop. Okay. And I figured out how to do it. And it's very simple, but it's totally not intuitive. It's, you you would think it'd be under convert, but it's not. And so I did this little thing that steps people through it. And I'm, every, people love it, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, maybe I should be doing tech tips instead of this. <laughs> you can do tech tips in addition to this. Okay. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> You're a well, writer I mean, first. Well, Yeah. I, I've, the only reason I got into tech was because I wanted a word processor and I bought a computer that sucked. And so it forced me to become a computer technician just to make the computer work so yep. I could use it as a word processor. Oh, I remember those days, yeah. Yeah. It was an IBM PC Junior and I was running IBM Writing Assistant. Oh, which, Jesus. Which was actually... PFS right, I think. It was a re repackaged thing. So that's how far back I go. But my friend Tim has me beat, and he's like, I used to use WordStar on an a-, a Coleco Atom. Oh. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Oh now look, I've used WordStar, so I, I know what that is. And damn, okay. He wins. <laughs> yeah. He wins. That is, you might as well type in on a DOS machine copy con dot novel text or something. <laughs> But, um, and all the zoomers who are listening to this are going, what, <laughs> what's grandpa and grandma talking about? I don't know. Look there it up was, on TikTok. There is this thing called DOS and it ran most of the computers in the world. Um, so, uh, oh, actually I had a fun, oh, oh, uh, did you ever use word perfect? Oh yeah. Word I've used, per- I've used pretty much every word processing app there is out there. Yeah. I, I was I was a complete and total expert at WordPerfect all the way from version what 4 to 5.1. Mm-hmm. 
but they did not make the shift nicely to windows. And that's when I became a word fan. I loved word for windows 2.0 and on. Yeah. Yeah. But I also actually used word for DOS 6.0 on a, my first laptop that had an LCD screen that was not graphical. (laughs) It was just text. Mm -hmm. No, I remember. Yeah. Okay. And we've lost. uh... (laughs) Grandpa's. Grandpa Teco has, (laughs) has crossed the line with that. Maybe we should get, Oh, plug your book. And then let's, let's let these people get back to their lives. Okay. King of Blades, book four in my Two Thrones series, which I describe as Game of Thrones with less gore, more consensual sex, and about the same amount of wine drinking, will be out on October 27th. It is currently available for pre-order on Amazon, and soon after release, it will be available on all platforms. You can, I'm not going to plug just one of my books. I'm going to just say go to jerryjdavis.com slash books and look at all my pretty book covers. <laughs> That's a good idea. And, and if you go click to, them. And if you go to nicolacameron.com, not only can you browse through all of my books, but you can sign up for my newsletter and I will be giving you a little a, a um sorry, a small favor as soon as it's finished, which will be tomorrow. So I mean, come on. Free free short stories. How good is that? Such a deal. Such a deal. <laughs> it is it is a deal. Yeah. But that you know, so I, I should never have put all my free stories out on my blog. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. That, that's not, there's nothing wrong with doing that, but because people have to come to the, they, well, number one, they need to know about the blog to come there. You can still repackage them and use them as reader magnets or put them up on Amazon. Well, there's I nothing can do wrong that. with that. I can do that. Well, actually most of them have all gone into an anthology. It's just like what you did with random realities. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, I have a newsletter. Y'all can uh, sign up for it and make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Go to and, groovymojo.com and sign up for his newsletter, please. No, no, no. It's it's a jerryjdavis.com. Oh, sorry. And you just scroll down to the bottom and you can sign up right there, right on the front. And it, uh, I promise it's fun. I don't have anything to give away yet, but we'll, we'll see. Something might be coming pretty soon. So... Anyway, that's uh, that's all I got. Well, that's it for me, too. I need to go make a pizza and feed the husband and then get back to work on the short story. Yeah, let's get back to work. Okay, thank you guys for joining, guys and gals. It, let me rephrase that. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> thank for you, ch- uh, carbon-based entities out there. Yes, carbon-based life forms. Thank And silicon ones, if you're listening. True. We do uh, not want to offend our AI overlords. Yeah. No, we don't. That's why I say please and thank you to Alexa. Um, thank you for joining us at the Writer's Tavern. You can find our website hosted by anchor.fm at writerstavern.show. That's all one word, writerstavern.show. It's like the modern thing, you know. You could also use the website to record messages that will be sent back to us and even perhaps, per, perhaps, perhaps, Perlaps. You're you're Perlapsing. a writer. You, you make the word sound pretty. My tongue is not working. <laughs> Igor, bring me my tongue. <laughs> yes, must. <laughs>
or or just go to Facebook, search for at Writers Tavern. And of course, like I said, my uh, you can send us email at jerry at writers tavern dot show. That'll get uh, me and Mel because I share everything with her. And yes. um, thanks for listening. Hope you come back. Dot com. <laughs> Everyone have a safe week. Wear your masks. Yeah, we love you. And also, if you're in Texas, start voting next week. Oh, yeah. Big deal. Let's yeah. vote. Yeah. Go out and vote. Writerstavern.show. Hey, fellow writers. Jerry here again. One, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Or at least pretending you did. Those of you who skipped ahead, we know who you are. Actually, no, we don't. It's all good. Anyway, as promised, here's the discount code. Tavern. Yep, that's it. Tavern. You probably could have guessed that. <laughs> when you go and buy Scrivener for either Windows or Mac OS, just use that discount code and they knock 20% off the price. The offer is good until January 31st, 2021. So there you have it. Stay safe, friends, and keep writing.